Hey, welcome to today's episode of Health in the Hole. It is going to be just me, Dr. Laura Wright, Dr. Chiropractic. Every time I have a heart experience, it is my goal to learn some lessons from it. And today I'm going to talk about some of the lessons I learned from pregnancy, which was definitely a hard experience. Want to get amazing insights and perspectives from local health and fitness professionals here in Jackson Hole? This is the podcast for you, and we're your hosts, Dr. Laura Wright and Dr. Parker Hughes. Just a couple quick things. First off, podcasting is a lonely sport. Unlike Facebook and Instagram, where you get likes and comments, we see none of those on podcasts. Unlike speaking to a live audience where you get claps and standing ovations, we get none of those. If you listen to this podcast, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at healthinthehole at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at whiskey Cairo. That is short for whiskey chiropractor because like the whiskey barber where you can have some whiskey and get your hair cut, I thought it'd be amazing if you could have some whiskey and get some chiropractic work done. However, that's not legal, so it doesn't exist, but that is my handle, Whiskey Cairo. You can find Dr. Parker Hughes at My Lifelong Youth, that is the name of the book he wrote, and Parker Hughes, you can find us both at JH Backcountry Health. You can also find us on Facebook at Health in the Whole, and we would love to hear from you, we'd love to hear feedback, we'd love to hear ideas of who you'd like to have on the show, what you'd like us to talk about on the show. Brings me to my second point. We could use some more guests for the show. So if you would like to be a guest and you are listening, if you have somebody who you think would be a great guest, please connect me with them. If you had somebody that has been on before and you just love their episode and you would like them to talk about something else, please let me know and let them know. And solo episodes, I don't know if they're my thing or not. Right now, I'm a little bit sleep deprived and sick. My daughter, Maddie, started daycare last week. She had one day. By this weekend, she was super congested and had a cold and kept us up all night. We were in Pinedale staying in a little cabin so we couldn't get away from the... um, from the coughing and the snorting. We went to Pinedale to go to the aquatic center, which I highly, highly recommend. Water slide's really fun. Lazy River is small, but really, really fun. Anyhow, then I caught the cold from her, probably because I'm sleep deprived and exhausted. So hopefully what I say today makes sense. If it doesn't, just pretend it didn't happen. All right, here we go. Thank you for listening. And if you don't wanna listen, I'm not offended. Go ahead and turn it off and find something else and tune back in with us another time. So I'm just going to run through and kind of tell you my story and um, kind of share what I learned throughout the experience of pregnancy. So starting off with first trimester, I would say just ahead of time, I was never really excited about the idea of being pregnant. We wanted kids absolutely but pregnancy never sounded like a lot of fun to me so i would say right off the bat found out we were pregnant we were super excited i was feeling good i was able to go mountain biking 
a couple times I figured the thing was microscopic at that time and I couldn't do it a lot of damage and I don't mountain bike that aggressively probably about six weeks into pregnancy my stomach started hurting it didn't help that Tyler had all this family in town and they were using our smoker and they were smoking meat for dinner every night so we had smoked salmon smoked ribs smoked steak I don't even remember it all my stomach was just curdling pain each of those evenings and I still struggle with smoked meats I like I still like smoked meats just in small amounts so it's a stomach pain was my first and probably one of my worst symptoms of pregnancy it it got so bad by like 11 weeks that I was curled up in a ball often in the evening sometimes crying um just this like felt like my stomach was eating itself so I get tested for H pylori that is the bacteria associated with stomach ulcers because that's what the pain was like it was this gnawing pain it was okay right after I ate and then as soon as that food was out of my stomach it just came back and it was it was horrific all those tests came back negative um this is something, this type of like acid reflux stomach pain, you often see that in third trimester of pregnancy and it was not something as common in the first trimester. And I would say it definitely depended on what I ate, how bad it was. And there were a couple weeks where I survived on Greek yogurt, oatmeal, and these almond flour banana muffins I have the recipe and I still make them. If you want the recipe, just let me know. Maybe I'll post it with this. But coffee was out, vegetables were out. Most, most everything upset my stomach for a good while. I had pretty constant headaches and fatigue. I think it was one of those things when I went in, in and saw my primary care practitioner and explained how terrible I was feeling. She said to me, well, that's, you know, that's a good sign. That usually means the baby's healthy. And I just thought to myself, there's, there's got to be something I can do about this. So I don't know if you remember, I interviewed Erin Bourbet, who's an acupuncturist. She was one of my very first, maybe my first episode of Health and Whole. And she had talked about how she could help with symptoms during pregnancy. So I booked some appointments with her. And then I also saw... Angela Tong because Erin is over in Victor and I'd heard wonderful things about Angela Tong and I saw both of them during that first trimester and I think it helped a little bit it's hard for me to know you know could have been worse without their help but I think just having that support and people who are like let's you know let's try this you shouldn't be feeling this awful was just awesome it definitely helped with the headaches I don't know if it helped with my stomach pain because that just continued. That honestly, it continued until about two months postpartum, not at that extreme level that it was at, but I guess it was just associated with pregnancy hormones. If you got any ideas, let me know. Anyhow, first trimester, we're almost done with it. If you'd written to me first trimester, fortunately it was in the middle of COVID. So a lot of people didn't see me, asked me how it was. I would have told you that I, Highly didn't recommend first trimester. On a scale of zero to 10, 10 being Laura, full of energy and enthusiasm. 
zero being just awful. I was about a two most days. So then I hit second trimester and second trimester is supposed to be the golden trimester. I read that somewhere and it made me cry because I was still feeling awful. And that was maybe around 15 weeks that I read that. Another thing to note, just a bunch of my friends had, you know, told me like, oh, in my pregnancy, I was still able to hike Snow King. I, you know, could do this. I could do that. And when I asked them about it, I was like, I could barely do anything first trimester. I'd, I'd walk to the grocery store like 10 minutes away, walk there nice and slow. I'd get there and I would be like, I don't know if I can make it home. Can I call Tyler to pick me up? It'd probably take me about 30 minutes to get home because I just felt so crummy. Those friends, once I, you know, explained how terrible I felt, they were quick to say, oh, oh, I couldn't do that during my first trimester. But later in pregnancy, I was able to hike Snow King, do this, do that. So just so you know, when people say that they were able to do things during pregnancy, like I was later in third trimester, they don't necessarily mean first trimester. So made it into second trimester. I finally started feeling a little bit better around 17 weeks. And by better, I meant I felt good like 50% of the time. So I would have one good day and then the next day I would just be completely like wiped, exhausted, laying on my sofa. Fortunately, my work was working like every other day at that point. So I had a chance to rest in between my work days. I would say if I could go back and do it over again, I wouldn't work as much as I did. I don't think I had any idea how not to work at that point, but I definitely pushed myself really hard during it and my body just wasn't, wasn't doing very well. So as I started feeling better in the second trimester, I was ready to get back to activity. And if possible, I wanted to continue weightlifting. I had heard that labor was the hardest athletic endeavor that you'll ever do. And so I wanted to train and be strong for it. So I went and saw Cosette Burnham. She's also been on the show. She is a physical therapist and she specializes in the pelvic floor. And I, I highly recommend this to do it during your pregnancy and then after as well. It was, it was a very enlightening experience for me. They are, they're looking at your pelvic floor. And so I had Cosette and she also had an intern with her at that point. So I had the two of them looking at my pelvic floor um, and talking about it, which fortunately I find fascinating, but I could see how it could be an uncomfortable experience as well and so they would test it with me you know laughing singing squeezing pushing down and just just seeing how it moved and if i could both contract it and lift it and if i could relax it so a lot of people in this area it's not that we have weak pelvic floors it's that we have overly tight pelvic floors that we need to learn how to relax and if you think about giving birth, you're not tightening, like pulling up in a Kegel. You're actually pushing down on your pelvic floor and you're wanting those muscles to relax so the baby can come out. So that was an awesome experience, just learning about the pelvic floor. And then I also just went through various exercises with Cosette and we talked about how I could squat safely, how I could deadlift safely, what, what we're looking for in terms of 
the pelvic floor and lifting it during those exercises, what we're looking for in terms of like ab exercises, not seeing any doming or coning through the abs. And that was just so empowering because once I had a good grasp on that, I was able to go back to the gym and do a bunch of exercise. So I go to gym 22 and I just had an awesome experience with the trainers there. So Tristan Shockley, he had done some training with his wife when she was pregnant and he was very well versed in the modifications for exercises for me and Maggie Nelson as well. When I came in, she would have already written out some separate exercises for me when people were doing exercises that I could no longer do while pregnant. I would say it was, it was really fun being able to go to the gym. It is one of those things that kept me sane and it kept me feeling strong during pregnancy. Also what made it really fun, right when you're pregnant, you can't, you can't push as hard at the gym because you don't have that core strength. You don't want to get your rate of perceived exertion up as high. So I, I just really enjoyed the workouts and I wasn't ridiculously sore afterwards. You know, you can't work yourself to the point of, well, you don't want to work yourself to the point of like lightheadedness, nausea, etc. So it was, it was a very pleasant experience working out throughout pregnancy. And that started, like I said, not throughout the beginning of pregnancy, second half of the second trimester until the end. Um, the other thing I'd like to say is, Pilates is something I would highly recommend during pregnancy. So I'd worked with Kim Armington, who's at Core Pilates previous, she's at Medicine Wheel as well. With her previously, she was out of town for that winter. Um, so I worked a little bit with Laura Medina and then Laura Medina went on her own maternity leave and she turned me on to PilatesForPregnancy.org and that has some amazing pregnancy pregnancy safe Pilates workout and it just teaches you kind of how to breathe, how to squeeze your stomach together, how to, you know, kegel the three different holes down there. And so that was just a really nice tool to have. And I'd say I started, I started on that at about 13 weeks pregnant and these are not difficult workouts and they're maybe 15 to 20 minutes long and the first time I went through them I stopped at least four times to make it through but that resource was just really nice to have and we do have some awesome practitioners in town who will work with you throughout your pregnancy hopefully the whole COVID thing won't happen to that extent and it won't all be closed down for anyone going forward. So that is the first and second trimester. Getting into the third trimester, this was my absolute best trimester. I think this is when your aches and pains typically are the worst, but staying strong during pregnancy helps so much. So your body, especially second half of the second trimester is when they're relaxing kicks in. And so relaxin relaxes your ligaments and joints. It doesn't necessarily relax your muscles. So you can have really tight muscles during pregnancy, but having the muscle and having still a strong enough core glutes to support my pelvis kept me from having a bunch of the pelvic pain that you often see in pregnancy. 
I'd say the, the pain I did have was some rib pain, which disappeared the day after Maddie got out. Um, and I had some low back pain, mostly because I'm bent over for work all the time, right? I work as a chiropractor, I'm bent over working on people on the table. I felt good during work and then I would hop in the car, drive back home to Alpine. And then when I get out of the car is when I would be really stiff. Cupping was super beneficial there. We'd pop some cups on my back in the evening and then I could get back up and stand up straight and move around until it was bedtime. Thinking of anything else that really plagued me, I had calf cramps. I think two or three times total I did after the first time they're, they're, they're really painful <laughs> I started taking electrolytes every night before bed and that made a huge difference so at 36 weeks and three days we found out that our baby was breech and there's lots of things you can do to help try to flip the baby or give the baby room to flip and I worked my butt off trying those. We did, in chiropractic, there's a thing called the Webster's Technique where you balance the pelvis, you adjust the sacrum, you release the round ligament. That's supposed to help just create a more balanced pelvis so that the baby can flip. Um, I got massage, I got acupuncture and moksha. That's supposed to help as well. I got the little moksha stick and I was burning it by my little toe out on my front porch. It does smell a little bit like weed so hopefully my neighbors don't think I was smoking weed while I was pregnant because I was not. Um, there's a whole whole thing online called spinning babies technique and that puts you in a bunch of positions that's supposed to help the baby flip. I even went and got an inversion table that I found on Facebook Marketplace and used that as part of the spinning babies technique. I was doing everything I could to get the baby to flip. My whole goal was to have a natural birth with as little intervention as possible. In our area, there's there's a few areas where they do deliver cease our breech babies vaginally, but we do not in our area. So I knew that if my baby was breached, I would be scheduled for a C-section. And that was something that I was very much trying to avoid. So after the baby hadn't flipped, they scheduled me for a C-section at 39 weeks. And I, I was just really upset and disappointed. Labor and delivery, it was this experience that I really wanted to have. And I jokingly, and I don't know how much of my joking was truth, like often at work I'm asking people like on a scale of one to 10, how bad is your pain? And people talk about 10 out of 10 pain being labor. And so I wanted to experience that 10 out of 10 pain. So I knew what it was like because nothing in my life up to that point had been that excruciatingly painful. So with the C-section, I wasn't going to be able to experience that. My baby wasn't going to get all of the gut flora as it came out. There's um, there's research that says C-section babies get sick more often. There was just 
a whole slew of reasons that I didn't want a c-section I think also being the the scarring that you have they have to cut through a whole bunch of layers of tissue to um, to get the baby out in a c-section all that being said and everything I did we still didn't have the baby flip at 38 weeks and three days I went in for my checkup just to make sure that the baby hadn't miraculously flipped and when my primary care practitioner was doing the ultrasound she noticed the fluid levels were quite low and so she sent me to the hospital to get them checked and said I think you're having your baby today and I took that as a okay you might be having your baby today and I, I was still planning on working in the afternoon and I, I asked are you sure like do you think that I can wait and see at the hospital before I cancel all my patients for the afternoon and she was quite firm that I should cancel my patients for the afternoon because I was probably having my baby that day so I got to the hospital and my fluid amniotic fluid levels are what they're talking about here amniotic fluid levels were quite low and they scheduled me for a c-section at five o'clock that night i called tyler i let him know that we were gonna have a baby that night he had to run back home to get all of our stuff because i didn't have it in the car with me because i already had a c-section scheduled for that friday so that was the monday right before that um c-sections i i don't know why people ever opt for them or choose them i guess i don't know what the alternative as like but I was not my favorite experience the OR the operating room those lights were so bright if I have to have another c-section I am bringing sunglasses the spinal was painful the funnest part was probably like the numbness after the spinal when I couldn't feel my feet anymore and I could feel the numbness coming up I didn't feel very much of the getting cut open but then I struggled a lot with my blood pressure bottoming out and I was just hugely nauseous and just vomiting into the fun little tube they put for you for all of the delivery and then the sewing up afterwards. So C-section, not a lot of fun. Our baby, she is so cute. She came out strong, hungry, full of energy. She still is strong, hungry, and full of energy. She's super smiley. If you ever get to meet her, highly recommend it. I'll post some cute pictures too to go along with it. So that's a quick run through of what pregnancy was like. Things I learned from it. Don't hesitate to reach out to other healthcare practitioners. I had so many people that supported me acupuncturist, my primary care practitioner. So I saw a nurse midwife as opposed to uh, OBGYN because right, I was hoping for everything to be natural. Pilates instructors, massage therapists, chiropractors. I had a whole team to support me. I think the one thing that I didn't mention yet we talked about this in the podcast with Rebecca Derry, who is a pre and postnatal yoga instructor. And so, because I don't do a lot of yoga, maybe at some point I will. But we were talking just a little bit about postpartum depression 
and prenatal depression. And I definitely had, I think it was maybe some first and a lot of second trimester days where I just felt really sad and I would, I would be crying and I didn't really know why. And so knowing that there is something called prenatal depression is good to know. And it, it does often correlate with postpartum depression, which I didn't experience, but knowing that like, right, your hormones are all over the place. And so you might need to talk to a, like a mental health expert, a therapist as well. And that was somebody I didn't have on my support team, but if I need it next time around, if we have a next time around, that is definitely, um, that would be definitely something I would look into. And everybody has their own experience with pregnancy. This is just some of the stuff that I went through and how I dealt with it. And I hope it helps just bring a few more issues to light. Well, there it is, my whole pregnancy laid out, except for the parts that I've already forgotten. And I've been told that you forget a lot of the bad parts. I think I remember some of them still, but maybe I will forget them. I'd say my postpartum journey was just a whole nother journey and maybe I'll get into that sometime as well. Thanks for listening to Health in the Hole. If you liked it, please subscribe so you can hear more episodes. And remember, this podcast is not medical advice. Consult your health provider before doing anything drastic.